Welcome to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photographer Kareem Black. Kareem Black is a photographer based in New York City who specializes in commercial and editorial work. In this interview, I speak to Kareem about how he got into photography through painting, some of his early assignments, and I also speak to Kareem about traveling to Haiti after the earthquake in 2010. Kareem has worked with clients such as Samsung, GQ, AT&T, MTV, and ESPN to name a few. Kareem is someone who has a true passion for photography, so it was a real pleasure getting a chance to speak with him. So I hope you guys enjoy it, and thanks so much for listening. All right, well, Kareem Black, uh, welcome to the podcast, man. Um, thanks so much for taking the time to come on here. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. I've been following your work for, like, years. Um, I remember uh, when I first saw your work, it was funny. You were big on YouTube, like, way early on. Like, in 2006, <laughs> you were posting these cool videos of, like, shoots you did with, like, Gnarls Barkley. Wow. And uh, that's how I actually found your work, um, which is kind of interesting. So I was definitely pumped to talk to you. Um, that's crazy that we'll, you saw that. That's amazing, yeah. <laughs> and we'll get into all that. Um, but I guess just to kind of start off, like, where did you grow up? And, like, what are kind of some of your earliest memories of photography? Hmm. Uh, I was born in Philadelphia. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, I was born in Philly. Uh, uh, I was always sort of artistically inclined. I, um, I started off... Uh, uh, sketching, drawing comic books, uh, moving into painting. And um, when I was in high school, uh, I would do these really huge, uh, f- like sort of photorealistic uh, oil paintings. You know, Caravaggio was my hero. And I would paint from, from life, from like live models. And sometimes my models, they couldn't be there. The schedules wouldn't work out. And if they couldn't, I would take pictures of the models and then paint sort of based on the pictures. And, and eventually, slowly but surely, the pictures kind of got to be more fun to take. <laughs> and I mean, like, you know, instant gratification and just like experimentation kind of thing. And so like at that point, I was going to like the, the one hour photo mat or whatever. I was taking pictures of my friends skateboarding. Yeah. And, um, and that interest became super real, and and uh, I carried into SVA, uh, School of Visual Arts here in New York, and um, did the four years there, studied, and then uh, got really lucky and started shooting out of school. That's pretty cool. Like, uh, so when you kind of first started shooting, um, what were kind of some of the first things you kind of were shooting on your own? Um, so yeah, I used to be a skateboarder. Yeah. I was I was sponsored by. Um, this little skate shop on St. Mark's called Swish. And the first things that I was shooting were little ads of little ads for that skate shop okay. uh, that I was sponsored by. And so I was basically shooting the owner's girlfriend and like clothes that they made there. And, um, and those would run in, I mean, there were a couple in paper magazine. I was still in school and like, I wasn't, you know, asking to get paid or anything. You know? <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. just like having to be taking pictures, you know? Um, and then the owner's girlfriend knew uh, somebody from this magazine called Warp Japan, and they started oh, to call yeah. me to shoot DJs for them. And so I was running around New York. I was still in college, like shooting these DJs at clubs. And uh, you know, every now and then I'd get a check from Japan for 
Warp, I didn't know, you know. Warp was like a skateboarding, but then like lifestyle stuff too, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like tra- yeah. I think Transworld owned it. Uh, I interviewed uh, Sean Cronin that used to be a staff photographer at okay. tra- Transworld, and we were talking about how uh, like back in the '90s there were so many good like skate mags, like, yeah. Slap. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Were there any like skate photographers you kind of looked up to? I mean, you know, when this was happening, I sort of didn't know. I didn't know individual photographer. I mean, I knew like yeah. sort of like David LaChapelle. I really okay. liked, you know, like. But I mean, he wasn't a skate guy. Like, I, mm-hmm. um, uh, I think that at this point, I was sort of like just trying to figure out my way around the darkroom and kind of okay. um, like work it and you know figure out lights without sort of the lights blowing up on me. <laughs> um, skate photographers, no. Yeah. But like you know all the you know the big guys. Yeah, you know, I was starting to be. Um, uh, uh, Gibor Dan, I think I was just introduced to, like, he's one of my favorite photographers, but, yeah. you know, like, that sort of was my knowledge of, like, the 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 extent of, like, the world of photography at that point. That's cool. So when you went to SVA, um, what kind of stuff were you kind of shooting there, and, like, did you kind of already have, like, a goal in mind for, like, the type of work you wanted to do when you got out? When I was, when I was at SVA, a lot of it I mean, it was it was me experimenting, like trying to figure out what I liked. You know, I mean, I knew that I liked to shoot people. I really want, like, I think that most of my time at SVA, like, I really wanted to shoot fashion. Oh, really? You know, because like that's sort of like the sexy, yeah, like, yeah. kind of high profile. You know, and you see all the billboards. Yeah. But then I realized that I didn't know anything about fashion and I didn't really care about fashion (laughs) but I was like testing a bunch of models when I was there in the studios and just trying to figure out light and yeah you know um direction and you know technical darkroom stuff uh but but it was funny because you know things like you know shooting DJs for Warp Japan would just happen and then there were other things that would happen from that and and slowly but surely I started to shoot music okay you know what kind of stuff were you shooting? Like different musicians? I, was, I mean, start off with like DJs and then um, uh, there used to be a magazine called Trace. Okay. Uh, like it was uh, originally True Magazine from the UK and then when it came over here it was Trace. I was shooting for them, uh, shooting a bunch of music groups, a lot of hip hop. Um, then from that, uh, started shooting for the first couple of issues of The Fader. Oh, wow. And then that sort of excuse me, snowballed into, you know, Vibe and Source and XXL. And a lot of great sort of, magazines. Yeah. That's really cool. I think I remember seeing, did you get used to do something called like Karaoke Killed the Cat? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing those photos yeah, and 100%. stuff. Yeah, what was that? It was just basically like a weekly karaoke. Yeah, so my boy, Chris Goldteeth, who I actually, you know what, a lot of the stories, and I'm just starting to realize this, a lot of stories sort of like, um, meld into each other because like you know they're just these scenes in new york like new york's a big city but it's kind of a small city yeah anyway i met this guy when i went to show my portfolio at black book magazine his name was chris goldteeth yeah uh he used to be a creative director over there now he's a photo agent yeah but he did this uh karaoke party he's like yeah you should come through this karaoke party he's like do you sing karaoke <laughs> i was like yeah which i actually I totally lied I, I didn't sing karaoke at the time but like yeah i ended up going to his karaoke party and there's all the people from black book there and there's a bunch of models and there's a bunch of photographers and it was it was it was uh it was like a moment in time where like a lot of people were just sort of meeting and greeting and like drinking and making like kind of coming sort up. of like yeah everybody was coming up and 
um, trading ideas and collaborating. And yeah. so Karaoke Killed the Cat was a great karaoke party, but it was it was sort of like a scene yeah. there too, you know? That's pretty cool. It's always interesting how you meet people. Mm-hmm. Like, I from like doing this and talking to different photographers, like like the big breaks people get is like the funniest little situations. Right. You could meet someone like at a coffee shop 100%. or like karaoke. And it's like, 100%. it's not like this like serious thing where like, I mean, obviously you go meet and show, show your portfolio, yeah. but sometimes these little like things just kind of pop off. Yeah, no, that, I mean, I think that's super important. Um, which is one of the great things about going to SVA was like, it was in New York, like in the middle mm-hmm. of everything. It's like, you know, I was a sponsored skateboarder. All of a sudden I'm shooting for the skate shop. Like, you know, and it's, yeah. or you meet, you know, somebody at karaoke. Like there's, there are all these creatives yeah. here. You just meet over a drink. All of a sudden you're shooting for somebody. Yeah, that's cool. So like going to SVA, do you feel like that was like a useful experience? Are you glad you went through there? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad I went to SVA. Um, I think that art school is an interesting thing, you know, like it sort of is what you make of it. Mm-hmm. Like you can go to like, cause they don't owe you anything, you know, like I, you know, if I wanted to make a ton of money, I would open an art school Yeah, because it's like, seriously, you know, like you don't owe anybody anything. No. Like you can get out of art school, <laughs> go there for four years, spend, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars and be a waiter when you come out. Like they don't, I have no idea where my diploma is, but I feel like the important thing it, it, the important thing about art school or SVA is, is just using it to your advantage. So like when I was in SVA, you know, I had access to hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment mm-hmm. and like, you know, just these hours of these dark rooms, uh, like just to sort of gain experience in the world of photography. I think that any art school you go to, that's sort of your, um, you're cheating yourself if you don't take advantage of the facilities, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that SVA, you know, RIT to me is is a, a lot of my great, a lot of the best photographers come out of a place like RIT, which is a lot more technical than a place like SVA. Yeah. Um, when I was going to SVA, I, I sort of, I think it could have been more technical, okay. you know, like I think that it could have been more in the direction of RIT, but I'm very happy that I went. No, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. I just look at it. It's like it's like time. Like when in your life, like never again do you have that much free time. Like mm. once you get out, it's like grind, grind, grind. You're trying yeah. to make money and stuff yeah. like that. And um, I guess like so once you got out of SVA, what was kind of your first step? Like did you get into assisting or did you go straight to shooting? What, what was kind of your first move? I, I assisted a few times. I wish I assisted more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, I mean, there's just photography as a career is like so multifaceted and there are things that you really sort of have to be on set for. Yeah. And I think that that's sort of what assisting is. So it's like, you know, you can learn the technical stuff, but like, um, uh, writing an invoice, dealing with clients, like, I mean, conference call etiquette, you know, like all that stuff, treatments. I feel like that's a big thing about assisting. Um, and so like the first two years of my career were, were basically on the job training and, you know, I fucked some shit up and yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's on the job training, but yeah, I think the assisting is really good. I, I got, I got super lucky where it was like a good economy when I came out. Yeah. Nobody really, you know, everybody had money to, to, to take a risk on some kid that just graduated from SVA, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think I got a lot of chances that I probably wouldn't have gotten in a, in a, in a struggling economy, let's say. Yeah. Nah, that's cool. So then, like, once you kind of started to branch off and start shooting stuff, like, what were kind of some of the first clients you were working with, and how are you kind of getting your work out there? Yeah. Um, 
I, you know, I mean, uh, I told the story about, you know, the skate shop and um, Fader. I think the Fader was the first sort of um, land. Like, that's when things change. So it's like um, I met uh, the Fader is owned by Cornerstone Promotions. Cornerstone Promotions, like at that point, was like a like a PR thing or something like that. And so I so I had shot this band. The the publicist from the band worked at Cornerstone Promotions. She's like, yeah. hey, look, why don't you come in, show your work here. Um, we're thinking about coming out with this magazine called The Fader. Uh, she's like, we don't have any money, but um, but would you like to shoot for it? I'm straight out of school. I was like, you know, I just want my work yeah. in print yes. somehow, you know. Hungry. I didn't know what the magazine was going to look like. Yeah. And she's like, hey, listen, do you know any other photographers that might be into shooting for us and I totally did but I told I told her that I didn't yeah and so I basically shot maybe 70% of the first issue <laughs> of the fader <laughs> and for free and and kind of um and fortunately it looked good it was on good paper good sort of distribution and that's sort of how things started and then it went to like sort of other music magazines and then there were people that I knew at SVA that had graduated a couple of years before me who we're up at Atlantic Records, so wow. I was shooting like a couple rappers for Atlantic, and that's sort of how the ball started to get rolling. That's really cool. Like, do you remember kind of some of your first assignments? Like, what were you shooting? Like, to kind of stick out? Maybe? Yeah, um, I shot. Uh, I think I was, I was the first person to shoot Fifty Cent <laughs> when he was he was he was real chubby in my pictures, <laughs> and um, that was for my boy Julian Alexander, mm. who worked up Atlantic SVA grad. And we did what's called a test shoot. Okay. So shot 50 Cent. I actually shot him again for a magazine called Blaze. It was a couple oh. days before he got shot. Wow. Um, I, I did the whole sort of hip-hop circuit for a minute. Uh, Vibe, Source, XXL, all that stuff. Mm. Um, yeah. That's really cool. Did it kind of take you a while to kind of get comfortable, like, shooting assignments for magazines and stuff because i know like me personally when i first started like looking back on it now like i feel like almost kind of like you almost like rush through shoots sometimes mm-hmm. and it kind of took at least for me it took me a while to kind of get comfortable and be like you know what take your time and because like, you're you're trying to like get something good out of it you know did it kind of take you a while to like how you kind of approach like uh i guess photo shoots and stuff like that yeah i mean that's interesting that's an interesting question um i gotta think about that you know Every shoot is different, mm-hmm. so you can't re- like every shoot that I've ever done is different. Yeah, so you can learn things from shoots that you've done, but you never know what to expect on each shoot. Yep. Um, so the uh, the mindset that I've always taken is like, all right, cool. I got my camera. Well, back then it was film, but like, got my cameras, got my cards, got my lights. Yeah. Okay. If everything else goes wrong, I got these things. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, so I might have an idea, I might have a plan, but that might go out the window. Yeah. You know, and you gotta be ready for that. And I've always sort of like, okay, here's my plan. Let's see what happens. <laughs> but if not, like, let's be ready to improvise, you yeah. know? Or maybe, you know, there's light coming through the window. It looks really great right now. I didn't expect this. Let's be ready to take advantage of that. So I've never really, really been. It, w- it was never really a nerves thing, mm-hmm. but it was like, I need my, I just, I need the base amount of equipment to be able to take a picture. Yeah. And then I want to be free enough to improvise, mm. you know? Um, 
No, that makes sense. Yeah. That's really cool. Like, the thing I've always liked about your work is it, it like, it, it comes across, there's just, like, so much energy to it. Like, it just seems like, like, a, a lot of it's just, like, uh, real fun and, like, this, you kind of get people, it looks like people are, like, really hyped on a lot of your Thanks, shoots. Thanks, man. It, it, I, get, I don't know how you do that, but it, it really comes off in the work and uh, it's really interesting. Um, but, like, Thank you. one thing I was kind of curious about that I always kind of ask people because I think a lot of photographers struggle with kind of finding their, like, I guess, like, photographic voice or, like, their aesthetic or kind of their style, I guess. Um, did it kind of take you a while to kind of hone in, like, your style? Is it, like, something that you're, like, conscious of while you're shooting? Is it, like, kind of continually evolving? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think everybody's, everybody should be evolving, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think that all artists should, mm -hmm. you know, grow. Um and I think that if you look at my work maybe a decade ago, it's a little bit different. It's probably a little bit more sort of safe. I think that now I, I can I feel more comfortable coloring outside the lines a little bit. Um, but I think that it's all real. I think that it's important that, like, if you see energy in my work, it's because I'm excited to be there. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm really excited to be taking these pictures. Yeah. It's not false. You know, like, <laughs> I like to have a, um, you know, I like to have a good time. I like to have a party on the shoot. Like, let's 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 have fun and also it's, i feel like you know my mom's a doctor you know she she saves lives for a living and that's wow. that's serious you yeah. know I'm, I'm taking pictures for a living that's not that serious mm -hmm. you know like and i feel like if that i don't want it to be serious like i don't want it to, i don't want my shoots to be stressful like let's have a good time here we're not saving lives here definitely you know so i i i hope that that comes across in the work and i hope it comes across that I'm really genuinely loving this. Oh uh, yeah, you know? yeah. Like like I said, like this first time I met you, but just like watching like some of the YouTube videos that you did back in the day, and it, I could just tell like the way you talk about your photography and everything. Like it's you just love it. Like there's a lot of times like I mean I've worked for photographers and you know they can kind of get jaded after a while and they they kind of lose the passion and you can see it in their work. Yeah. But like looking at everything you do and like following you in on on Instagram and stuff, it really. It kind of shows like you keep building like now you're doing all these big like ad campaigns for like Jersey Shore and then I think Tracy Morgan stuff yeah. um, with the advertising stuff. Uh, do you kind of have a different approach for those jobs versus like editorial? Not really. Yeah, not really. I mean, I think that I like where my career's at because there's I think, excuse me, the advertising stuff and the editorial stuff it's all one thing to me, you know, like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm the guy having fun on set. Like, I mean, it really like it's, there's a different amount of zeros on the check that comes yeah. per job, but yeah. it's all sort of, you know, it's, it's, I'm having the time of my life, <laughs> you know, like on each shoot, like it, the money is not really, doesn't even factor in. I mean, I think that on ad jobs there, there's more sort of, um, what goes into the shoot beforehand mm -hmm. sort of conference calls and this sort of thing, yeah. you know, the, the, the side of photography, the photographer that I personally don't love at all, yeah. but like, you know, get me on set with a camera. Like, yeah. you know, I don't care <laughs> if it's going to be a billboard in times square or like a quarter page in the smallest zine. Yeah. You know, like I'm genuinely having fun doing it. It's all fun. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically like the Jersey shore campaign that this came out and I've seen it everywhere. It's like in times square and it's all over Crazy. the place. Um, 
and yeah you're like the perfect photographer to shoot that this because like all like i was saying before it's just like so much hype and those guys are just like a big group of yeah. like the craziest characters yeah. how was that so pro- much fun how was the how was that project to work on like what kind of what kind of entailed like working on that um i mean i okay so i shot jersey i don't know when this is gonna air but like i shot jersey shore like around Valentine's Day, actually, mm-hmm. uh, like February fourteenth, something like that, and um, you know Jersey Shore. You know, I, I sort of grew up with it, yeah. and I'd shot a couple of those guys, so I was excited to do it. Mm-hmm. And this was like a big, like t- uh, tentpole for MTV. Like it was like a thing. Like you know, MTV was really betting on this show, and so like the pre-shoot stuff was was a little stressful because MTV really wanted this to be a hit. You know, like is this going to happen? We want this to come out right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So leading up to the shoot, you know, like there was a lot of, you know, like triple checking on my part and on their part, like all the I's were dotted and T's were crossed. But once we got on set, I mean, you know, it was the same, I mean, you know, this group of people, this particular group of people, they know each other. They joke around with each other. They've been in the industry for, uh, you know, a minute and they know, um, how to turn it on and off and, yep. uh, and they just get it and, and they made my job easy and hopefully, and you know, like I'm friends with them now, you know, like <laughs> I'm like, after we do this, I think I'm, um, meeting Vinny, you know? So, so we became friends. We just had a good time. Um, again, the pre and post shoot stuff was harder than the actual shoot stuff. You know, mm. um, we had a couple beats that we needed to hit yep. as far as, um, okay, well this is going to be on this, size billboards so we're dealing with certain dimensions and yeah. you know um certain setups and but yeah i mean it was it was it was a really really great shoot and once everything once we got on set it was super na- supernatural yeah. <laughs> yeah it was very natural yeah no the photos came out really cool like the one like i think they're like in an old cadillac or something yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah mustang or something what do you think like because like when you're photographing groups like that, because I think how many people is it like eight, eight, uh, like, seven? Yeah, sure, seven. Sure. Well, what do you think the key is to like photographing groups? Because like for it's a it's this real it's a skill. Yeah. Because to like this direct one person is enough, but to like you had the seven. What do you think is the key to like managing that? You know what's interesting? I learned this um, from Emily Sure. We used to. Um, I'm full disclosure. We used to date. Okay. Um, but and so when we first started mm-hmm. and we would assist each other yep you know and i remember one shoot she was shooting a band and there was it was interesting to watch her do it and she would always she'd she'd give each member some positive reinforcement you okay. know like okay that's really great what you're doing Polly d that's really great what you're doing mike that's really you know what i mean okay keep yep. on doing that you know so you're kind of talking to them um, trying not to leave anyone out yeah. and you're trying to, even if you, and this is, this is something I do with, um, with single shots too, but it's like, you want people to think that they're doing good. Like, even if they're not, you like, gotta you keep know, everyone's attention yeah, almost. Yeah. Keep everybody's attention, but you want, you want everybody to, to be like, to, to think that they're doing really well in the shoot, you know, like no one is above flattery. Yeah. No one's above that. So it's sort of, but it's like, but you can't just flatter one person in a group. Yeah. Because then you'll lose a group. Yeah. So it's, it's constant that sort of thing. And then I feel like, 
the group will then start to, in my pictures, they start to interact with each other. Oh, like yeah. I, and I like that. I like those genuine interactions. And it's kind of like you're just encouraging and sort of like you're, you're sort of, as a photographer, how I shoot, I'm sort of along for the ride in some ways. Like it's, yeah. you know, wow. Like I, because I can't make some of these interactions up. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're actually, you know, say the Jersey Shore guys, like they're doing this stuff and it's genuine on set. And I'm just encouraging them. Yeah. You know? Like you probably, you feel like you, you go in with a plan, but then you kind of like leave room to like this kind of let stuff happen. Yeah. Or or you get, have to. Yeah. You have to. I don't think that you can be too sort of rigid mm-hmm. because it's like, how do any of us know how any group or single person will react on that day? What are they going to do? Yeah, exactly. You know? So it's like, all right, cool. You're doing that and you're <laughs> actually doing that. Yeah. Like they're, this person or a group of people is actually doing something genuine. Let's roll with that Hell because yeah. that's better than what I came up with yeah. in the sketch or whatever. Yeah. You know, so. No, that's really cool. And one thing I kind of always ask people is like, cause when you're like, you're a commercial photographer and you're doing this for a living and trying to make money, um, did you ever feel like you need to like create work that's going to attract clients or do you kind of just kind of shoot what you kind of inspires you put it out there in this hope that someone's attracted to it? Cause it's like, it's a weird thing. Like, cause I think sometimes people, at least me, even like early on, I kind of like, you look at what other people are doing and it's, I don't know. It's, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, a, I mean, that's a question that everybody, like all artists mm-hmm. sort of deal with. I think that there are, I think that I am lucky that at this particular point in my career, this whole, you know, unposed reality, fun, yeah. beautiful people having a good time thing is, yeah. excuse me, yeah. seems to be commercially viable. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, I do shoot stuff that you, you're never going to see on my website, you know, like, yeah. um, and that's, that's cool too. I think, I think that earlier in my career, I, th- I think that earlier in anybody's career, there are those compromises. I like the fact that people are calling me now for this, this thing, this, yeah. uh, this like, re- you know, um, feels good. Let's go sort of thing. That was a brand that yeah. I came up with my, my last agent. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm into that, but you know what though? Like, I really think what I'm really into in photography, like, you know, photographers are problem solvers. So it's like, even if I'm shooting something, you know, some like pharmaceutical something or other on white yeah. or so, it's sort of like, for me, it's like the interaction. It's like, okay, how are we going to solve this problem? Like, yep. I'm going to deal with this person and we're going to get this out of you. We're going to get to a place where we're both working together to solve this problem. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, even though it might not be a huge party scene, it still sort of tickles that part of me where it's like, we are making something here. I mean, that's which would, which is different than if I was shooting like, a, let's say, a landscape. That's yeah. what I don't do because, like, you're not really yeah. solving the same set of problems. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that all of us sort of, if if we are shooting something that is not entirely, yeah, you know, like every everything's a compromise. Yep. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. yeah, like every job that you do for money is is by definition a compromise. Yeah, you're selling something. Yeah, you know definitely. what I mean? Like, so the person who hires you has something to sell and they have a way that they probably want to sell it. Yeah. They're hiring you as a photographer because they think that you can mm-hmm. complete that equation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's always someone on the other side. Like I think that a lot of photographers think that compromise is a bad word. Like I think, or, or collaboration, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like 
it's a deal. We're making deals. Here. Yeah, definitely. And you kind of build from each job and things like that. And it, like looking at your work, like I don't know if you do it anymore, but I know for years you always had the G10, the Canon, like yeah. little stuff, and you were yeah. shooting like snapshots. And like yeah, a couple of them up there. Yeah, and your personal work. And now, like like how you say you're doing this Jersey Shore stuff, and it all this kind of blends together. Yeah. And it's like I I just really enjoy that when like people obviously you're doing these big campaigns and making money, but it almost just kind of bleeds into your personal work. Cause like sometimes I see like, especially more like an advertising stuff, you'll see like photographers where they'll shoot like, like, like pharmaceutical stuff. Mm. It's like, oh, I'll shoot some like perfect looking people in a field right. or like in a hammock or something. <laughs> right, right. And then there's tons, I get it. There's a ton of stuff for that, but then they don't shoot anything else. And it's like, I was like, why did you get into this in the first point? Right. You know what I mean? There's like, no, like it, 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 it right. it's just cool. Like all the photographers I like, like your stuff is like, you can tell, like, you love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I think that... I, I think that the second that this becomes a job... Yeah. Is the second that I'm not going to do it yeah. anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't... You know, I've been a professional photographer for almost 17 years, and it's like, I, I feel like I haven't worked a day. Yeah, seriously. You know? I almost feel guilty about it. Not, like, a lot of times I look like my friends, and they're, like, doing, like, real jobs. Because, like, for me, I, I I love photography. Don't get me wrong. I, like, I live it. It's all I do. But I almost feel guilty at sometimes because it's, like, there's people doing real jobs. Like you said, your mom. Like, she's, yeah. she's really helping people. Yeah. At the end of the day, photography is just, a, in my mind, is just a luxury. Oh, it's crazy. It's not a necessity. So it's, like. Right. Yeah. It's, yes. It's, uh. Uh, but yeah, at the same time, I can't let it go. Like, every, I just want to see where it goes. You know, it's yeah, like, no, it's, it's it's not a yeah. That's the weird thing. Like, like in the when the recession happened in like two thousand nine, mm -hmm. like or yeah, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. It was interesting because like the we're not a necessity. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like the last people to go will be the people who like fix the pipes and yeah. like it's. But it's like yeah. when people need to like cut back on some shit, like the artists, <laughs> yeah, they don't really need those guys. <laughs> So it's kind of like not to it, say I don't love art. That's not what I'm right. saying, but you, but know. you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's like so. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think that from that point of view, also, like we gotta realize just how lucky we're. Oh yeah, this, man. You know? It's there's nothing else like it. Like like looking at your website, you've had so many amazing experiences. Get to meet all these different people. It's like there's no other job like it. It's just like it's amazing. And yeah. One thing I was gonna ask you about is like. I mean, at least for me, like photography, there's a lot of ups and downs. Yes. Because like, you're working freelance. You don't know where your next check's coming from. Yes. How do you kind of balance that? Because I like, it can get stressful, you know? Like, I know plenty of friends, they get depressed. Like, yes. those, those down times. How do you kind of manage that? Do you think you've kind of gotten better at it over time? Yes. I mean, I, you know, I, uh, that's the interesting thing. It's sort of like when you freelance, I guess, in any field, you, you're sort of like, you're eating what you kill. Like, uh, like that's all you eat. It's mm -hmm. what you kill. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like a metaphor. We don't yeah. actually, but you know, it's, it's sort of like, you know, you don't know where your next check is coming from a lot of times. It's yep. like, and different people deal with that in different ways. Yeah. Um, I, in some way, always think that my career is ending. <laughs> like, I always think that. <laughs> There's always that stress. And I think that that is just how I deal with it. Yeah. You know, like, that's that fear yep. is good for me. Like I don't deal well with being comfortable. Yep. Like that's not. It's like weird. I start doing weird. You know, it's like <laughs> spending money on shit. Like, I'm just like why am I spending money on this shit? Um, but yeah, I think that you have to be aware. Like one, we're really lucky. Two, like there's a ton of photographers out there. A ton of great photographers out there. Yeah. Um, 
And I just think that you have to, on some level, stay hungry. I, I think that the first time, you know, the recession, like I said, that was scary. That was very, very scary, you yeah. know. Um, but now I look back on it, and when I have a dry spell now, I'm like, if I survive the recession, if I survive 9, 10, 11, and to a lesser extent 12, yeah. because of fucking long recession, yeah. um, then I can do this, you know, yeah. which doesn't mean like you can rest on your laurels, but it's kind of like, there are a lot of people, a lot of good photographers didn't make it out of that. Yeah. You I, know, I think the thing I've learned over time is like during those downtimes where you might, you know, might have like a slow month or whatever. Those are the times where you need to be like organizing, yeah. like shooting new work. Like get, there ain't, there ain't no downtime as photographer. There's it, no downtime. It's seven days a week. You're like updating your website, whatever this getting it out. There's there. always something to do. Yeah. And there's always somebody. It's like, you know, what's the weird thing. It's like, there's always, even though there were like cutbacks on like you know photographers and like people who hired photographers during the session, mm. it was sort of like you go to the, you go to Barnes and Noble or something. There's still magazines there. Like someone's taking those pictures. Yeah. Like someone's taking the pictures. Yeah. And it's kind of like, why am I not taking that picture? You know. So it's sort of like, mm. you know, I think that the trick is to not sort of. I think that the second it starts, you start asking yourself questions like man, like, am I good enough? Or yep. maybe, you know, it becomes this kind of cannibalistic thing. And that leads very, very quickly to like very dark places. And I think the trick is to stay out of that. And it happens, it's happened to every photographer I know. Yep. Like everybody sort of can go there, but, yep. and a lot of people don't make it out of that. So like the trick is sort of to not mentally go there, yep. but just to kind of like, there's always something to do. I remember like sometimes when I'm having a slow time, mm-hmm. I'll hit up my my two buddies, like where we speak every day, Chad Griffith and, yep. and Matt Salakuse. Yep. I'll be like, yo, what are you guys doing? Yeah. And Chad will be on a plane somewhere, probably making a lot of money. <laughs> Matt's probably doing something exciting. And I'm like, shit, man. Okay, come on. Yeah. I got it. I can't be the odd man out. Like, you know what I mean? I got to. You got to you know, grind, like they, man. Yeah, they kick my ass, you know, like, and I, hopefully I kick theirs, you know, so it's kind of, you know, it's that sort of I think, thing. I think there's a lot to be said with like this consistency it's like every day like just doing stuff like you know reaching out to someone new that you haven't shown your work to or this like you know i think consistency goes a long way like more than anything i think i don't know yeah no absolutely absolutely Um, and uh one thing i was kind of interested in uh talking to you about is like your marketing techniques which i've always (laughs) been a fan of because you do like so much interesting stuff like like i said earlier you got into YouTube like within the YouTube came out in 2005. I looked last night because I remember yeah. looking at these videos. Yeah. You, you still have a YouTube page up there. Yeah, it's crazy. And uh, you started uploading like within the first year of YouTube. And really? It, yeah, 2000. I actually Googled. I was like, when did YouTube start? It was 2005. Yeah. You had videos up there shooting Narls Barkley yeah. and I think like Monique and like some other. Uh, yeah. Uh, in 2006. What, and you were all it was was like behind the scenes yeah. videos what kind of prompted you to kind of get into that i don't know like i i yeah i mean it was at the core of it some sort of like self uh promotion mm-hmm. kind of thing um and people would always sort of ask me like what is it like being on the shoots and you know just kind of take like little videos and yeah put them up and um to show people kind of hey like the shoot just happened everybody's having fun yeah. here's a picture from the shoot you know yep. so excuse me it was kind of like uh it was definitely like self-promotion but it was 
you know, and it was also me sort of learning how to use, how to edit videos and like that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I think that, you know, me and, uh, and Matt Salakus definitely have fooled around with some like really weird abstract marketing. Like we did a, a sticker campaign of ourselves and we did like a, we painted a, um, what was it like a wall, like a two-story wall? And I don't know if this is still online, but it's like it was a, it was a copy of the Sistine Chapel, and like where like God was coming down and God was Avedon, and like we were like that's pretty should. cool. You guys kind of like collaborated on that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing it. Wasn't it, there was like one sticker that said something about like Lindsay Lohan? Oh yeah, yeah. What, yeah. what, what did it say? Uh, to uh, KareemBlack.com to wed Lindsay Lohan. And yeah, yeah. And so it was like, so me, I did three stickers, Matt did three stickers and we just stuck them on other people's property (laughs) all over the city and some are still up. And, um, and yeah, I mean, they were nonsensical, but you know, like for instance, like the one with Lindsay Lohan, I mean, I legitimately had a crush on Lindsay Lohan (laughs) and I still do. And maybe she'll listen to this podcast, but, um, you know, like people would see that and be like, you know, hopefully they would be like, Who's KareemBlack.com? Let me go there. Yeah. You know, and so all of a sudden you're on my website and it's like, you know, maybe it's a photo editor, maybe it's not. But, yeah. you know, and so those those were everywhere. And um, more recently, I think my self-promotion is, is probably more tame. Yeah. But, um, but you know, I mean, you got to stay out there. You got to be on, you know, I think all the outlets. It's fun, man. Like just seeing people cool do interesting stuff. That it's almost like gambling, like because you're just like trying these things, or it's like yeah. fishing, like throwing yeah. out there, see what works, yeah. see what works. Yeah. And the one thing I thought was cool, like how you teamed up with your buddy Matt Salakus, which is really cool because the, the one thing I've always kind of like admired musicians because if you think about musicians, they're constantly collaborating with other musicians. Yeah. yeah. Whereas photography, a lot of t- it's just like solo. It's always just about like like me me or like it's there's not a lot of collaboration so that's kind of cool that you kind of collaborated with your friend um yeah you, you don't see a lot of that with like photographers i don't i can't really think of any <laughs> i think i you know photographers are weird i feel like <laughs> i mean it's sort of like a solitary thing yeah you know um you're shooting you're probably home on your computer a lot by yourself you know it's that sort of thing but i think that you know like I'm very lucky to have uh, to be friends with like some really like some yeah. of the greatest photographers in the world. And it's like, and we all love photography. And it's kind of like, we all like are bouncing these ideas off each other and, mm. and you know, it makes you better. And it's sort of, it's good to have a support network where, you know, yeah. Hey guys, am I getting ripped off here? Hey guys, like, you know, this happened on set. Yeah. Do you think I dealt with this the right way? Do you think, um, yeah. what should I say in this email? What should I charge for this? Like, yeah. it's good to have that, um, that network. I think that when I was coming up, a lot of photographers were sort of like, don't steal my lighting. Or, yeah, you know, yeah. Like this sort of thing. And it's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Even if you did steal it, like, it's or, not going to yeah, look the same. I mean, it's, it's so <laughs> dumb. Like it's so, it's kind of like, and it's also, I feel like it misses the point of photography. It's kind of like, look, you got two photographers yep. using the same lighting, shooting the same <laughs> model, right? You're yeah. going to have two different sets of pictures. Yeah. I think. Oh, you definitely. Know, because it's like two, they're like interacting differently. You know what I mean? Like, you guys are probably different heights. Yeah. You know, you're probably, you know, <laughs> it's all the, it's, photography is not like equipment and no. sort of like settings. It's not, it's I like, mean, it's technical on some level, but it's like, it's never about, like my, my friend just started photography and the first thing I told her, I was like, you know, this camera that you spent a bunch of money on, like, it's not shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, 
it's never about the camera. Yeah. You know, it's like sort of about like what you do with it kind it's, of thing. So yeah, yeah. It's like, and like, I mean, just meeting you now, like you seem like you're a guy who has a lot of energy and that comes through in your photos and like someone who's like more reserved, they're not going to have the same, photo. the same photo. I would imagine like a large part of your work is just your personality and how you interact with those people. It's yeah. Like it is like, yeah, you got to know the gear and technical stuff, but at yeah. the end of the day, it's like, how are you getting these yes. people to react and how you deal with them on set? I think that's more than anything. That's the conversation. Like every shoot is a different conversation. Like every, you know, I mean, literally like you're kind of photographer and model are in some ways having a conversation. If you talk to, if one person talks to 10 different people, those conversations are going to go in different directions. Yeah. You know? So it's kind of, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And one shoot I was interested in that I, same thing, I saw it on YouTube. And for me, I keep going back to YouTube. But yeah, I just thought it was so yeah. interesting because yeah. I was in college at the time. And at that time, I didn't know anything about gear. Like, I didn't even know what a pro photo was at that yeah. point. It was like my first year of college. Right, right. And I remember watching you had these shoots you were doing for LRG, yeah. the clothing company. And it was when I think like you were photographing like Kanye West yeah. and all these musicians and stuff. <laughs> and it was like you, it, you basically threw a party. Like, yeah. how, did, how did you kind of start working with LRG and what were those kind of projects like? Um, I started working with LRG. LRG is is interesting. Like those are my brothers over there. Like they were one of my first, my first billboard in Times Square was an LRG billboard. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and we started to get like when I linked with LRG, they were they just had T-shirts. Yep. And I got paid six hundred dollars, and I think I got like six T-shirts or something. Yep. Um, and our, I grew with that brand, and and. Eventually, like they flew me out to LA for the first time. Eventually, these shoots became, you know, and we were just kids and we, we just loved to have parties. So yeah. all of a sudden, we're like shooting like Kanye or whatever. But like, but then we would just invite like our friends. But then we'd invite like a bunch of like models, sort of. And then we'd invite like a bunch. Then we're like, okay, cool. Like we're running out a huge place. Let's invite some press here. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, so it's like now, like all the magazines are there. Like now they're like a bunch of, you know, cameras and shit there like so it's like an event mm-hmm. you know and there's like a security and like all this crazy shit and there's like, like a DJ girls in the swimming pool and like celebrity DJs like I mean so and so those became like events but they also became sort of like you know I invited all my clients to LRG shoots you oh, know what damn. I mean like so it's sort of like it was like a thing it was you're like invited a thing. to LRG shoots we have a ton of liquor here you can watch me <laughs> take pictures you know it's like damn. and so it became this thing the brand gets press I get press everybody's having a party I mean it became I wish we still did those but it was yeah. it was a party environment but it was everyone was getting promotion it was it was uh it was good I miss those times yeah it seemed really cool definitely like I never seen anything like that <laughs> yeah I mean I you know in a perfect like in a perfect world all my shoots would be that like I really want to go back to that you know what I mean? just wants to shoot photos and party man yeah dude like yeah like let's have a fucking good time take some pictures yeah absolutely hell yeah and uh, on a more serious note, yeah. um, another shoot you did, uh, you went to Haiti yeah. after it was the earthquake. Yes. And uh, what kind of prompted you to go there? And um, what was that kind of experience like? What did you kind of take away from that? Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, well, Haiti is one of a few things that I've done. I went to Sri Lanka after the tsunami. I think that was no four. Uh, been to Haiti twice. I was just in Bosnia a few years ago, uh, documenting the the mine. Uh, there were floods there, and all the mines from the war in the '90s uh, went into people's fields and stuff. But Haiti, so so there's there's work that I do on that level, and I think uh, Haiti in particular. 
I had a, f- uh, obviously the earthquake happened and the pictures yeah. coming out of Haiti were horrendous. Yeah. Um, obviously. And, you know, I was asking around to my friends, like, yo, what, like, what can we do here? Like, you know, I don't know anybody in Haiti, but a friend of mine did. Like, he knew a, an organization called Healing Haiti yep. who, that, you know, they were basically a, um, they were Christian missionaries. <laughs> they were Christian missionaries. And okay. so, which is, I mean, you think whatever you want about that. But, but they did have a place in Haiti, and they did have a... Um, they did provide aid and basically we uh the people that i rolled down with there was me i think two other photographers a filmmaker a writer mm-hmm. a bunch of artists that were I mean, friends of mine went down there made work did a show gave the proceeds to healing haiti Damn. um and so you know I, I forget how much we made and it's like $50,000, which is like not a lot of money, yeah. but I mean, it's, we did more than nothing, you know, and, and it just felt good to, you know, on some level, like we were talking about, look, I like to, uh, you know, party on my shoots and like have a good time. And like, I'm really super lucky to be doing what I'm doing. Yeah. But I think that's sort of like, you know, I do have some sort of responsibility to, you know, do something good, Yeah, definitely. you know? So I felt like that was something that you know it just felt good to do it it felt like a responsibility it felt like when given the chance i felt like i had to um take that chance to do something good no that's amazing it's finding unique ways to actually make a difference with your photography rather than this you know the the next editorial thing right that's really being useful with your photography because there's ways you just have to find how to be creative with it yeah um yeah i would imagine this being i going to a place like that uh, it must just like change your perspective, put things in perspective. Cause yes. like, when I can't imagine that you, you take things for granted, just like being able to like drink water and like right. eat food. I can't, uh, how long were you there for? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, first time I was in Haiti was maybe a week and a half, second time, maybe two weeks. Mm. I, you know, I mean, I think that this whole thing is this whole, at least my existence as an artist is about sort of exploration, you know, like we were talking about, you know, Star Trek earlier, like, you know, it's about exploration and like learning. So it's like, you know, if I'm shooting the kids from the Jersey shore, like that's, you know, it's interesting. And like on, on a certain level, it's, you know, it's commerce, but it's, you know, you're meeting people that, you know, I wouldn't have met Pauly D and and it's sort of like, yeah. So there's like exploration on that level. It's like new life experience on that level. When you're going to Haiti, like, you know, you're, it's, it's a whole nother sort of photography and, you know, definitely more philanthropic, but it is also an exploration. You're meeting people, that you haven't met before and hopefully you're doing something good, but it's like, you're having new life experiences. And I think that it, it doesn't matter where I go, I go Haiti, go to, uh, uh, Edinburgh, you go to, uh, you know, Tokyo, like wherever you start to realize that people are pretty much the same. Yeah. Like we're dealing with the same issues, you know, like every society, most people, you know, we're, we're pretty much dealing with the same problems. And I think that that exploration, that sort of travel, that sort of like, getting to know your planet, mm-hmm. uh, I think it, it puts you in a headspace where it's like, you know what? If everybody's sort of dealing with the same problems, yeah. then maybe that group of people over there isn't so bad. Like, oh, you know what I mean? Oh, like, 100%, you start to man. sort of like, we're all kind of in this together. Oh. You know, like it might be a different color. You might worship somebody different, but it's sort of, you know, so like, and it affects your worldview. It's kind of like, okay, well maybe we should, 
shouldn't bomb those yeah. guys. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It's, yeah, because I think people, like, I think that's the interesting thing about travel, if you're, like, lucky enough to be able to do it, is, yeah, you learn a lot from people. And like you said, everyone kind of has the same pro- issues. Like, people trying to, like, eat, trying yeah. to have work a job they don't yep. hate, yep. trying to, like, progress, like, yep. live somewhere to live. And, yeah, yeah, it's, like, the same stuff, you know? Everyone's dealing with the same, yeah. And I, I think that, you know, that's why I think everybody should travel. Everybody should like sort of explore their lives. Photography helps me explore my life yeah. and the world around me. Yep. And um, I think that's super important. Yeah, definitely. And a few more questions. I'll, sure. I'll let you go. Yeah. Um, I guess kind of this like, I guess this looking back at like everything you've done, like over your career now, you've been doing this, for, I think what, 17 years now, pretty much. Um, what, looking back, are there like any shoots that kind of stick out in mind as like, like kind of particularly memorable for you, either this like for the experience or maybe because the photos, this means something to you. It's hard to do because you've shot so much. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've, we've hit on, we've hit on a couple, like really like, uh, you know, sort of experiences I've had that stick out in my head. You know, every shoot is different. I mean, you know, honestly, like I'm still buzzing off that Jersey shore shoot to be honest. (laughs) And it's not just because of the play it got, you know, like giant billboard in times square, but it was, it was a genuinely like amazing experience. Like it was fun shoot, you know? Mm. Um, I did the, uh, Viacom 2017 trade campaign last year, which, excuse me. Yep. Uh, the Viacom 2017 trade campaign last year, which was probably the biggest shoot I've ever done. And it was, uh, you know, Viacom is basically, I mean, it's MTV, VH1, BET, Comedy Central, like, I mean, like all these brands, I think it was like 10, 11 brands. And so basically the shoot was shooting, uh, you know, a celebrity from each brand and like different scenarios. We did, I think seven days in LA and two days back here. And, and it was just like the size of that shoot and the scope of it. Um, I had never done anything like that. And it was almost, it was a full realization of, of the sort of aesthetic that I've been working on for, for years. So off with like the, all the stuff with the G10 and like all that stuff, you know, just like people having a great time with a bunch of, yeah. you know, good looking people having a good time. So that was like, that was the realization of, it was a culmination of, 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 of a lot of sort of progression of that style of work. Yeah. Um, I think that, let's see, who else? I don't know. I don't, when I think of my shoots, it's like, it's like, you know, my kids, you yeah. know, you don't have like yeah, a favorite yeah. one. I know. I mean, first tough. of all, I don't have any kids. <laughs> I don't have any kid. Thank God. But you know, it's like, you don't have a favorite kid, you yeah. know? So it's kind of, I know everyone's saying. different. It's yeah. kind of, it's kind of like the journey. Like mm-hmm. you keep, keep progressing and like, um, do you feel like you're still learning at this point in your career? Like you still just kind of evolving. And yeah. hundred percent. I feel like, yeah, every shoot you learn something on every shoot you try to. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I feel like if you don't, then it starts to become one of those job things, you know, it's yeah. kind of like, yep. you know, I, there's nothing good. There's nothing, there's nothing better than like, sort of like learning something new, you know, like a new yeah. sort of way of retouching or like <laughs> whatever, like you're, yeah, you always got to, yeah. Or I even, mean, even like these bigger shoots you're doing, I get, I imagine you probably just get stronger at this, like man- yes. managing it. Yes. Cause like once you're getting these big campaigns, that's probably a big part of what you're doing is just managing like, yes. you know, cause it's like weeks of build up to it. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff on the, on the Jersey shore shoot. Like if I do that shoot again tomorrow, like 
there's stuff I would do different. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, there's, I learned a lot on that, you know? Like, it was a great shoot. But, you know, I mean, I just did a conference call. It wasn't the best conference call I ever had. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, next conference call, I know to do this stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, you're always, you're, I'm, I, I'm always learning. Yeah. I, I want to be always learning. Yeah, that's a good attitude. And I guess just kind of wrap up, like, what do you think is kind of the key to your longevity in doing this? Because, like, as you know, just starting a photography business is hard enough. But to be able to do it for, like, over 15 years like you have and kind of keep building, like, what do you think is, like, the keys to, like, what you try to do? Do you have, like, kind of like a, I don't know. Yeah. I think... You know, I used to say, uh, so like my, my mentor, Kwaku Olsen, Matthew Jordan-Smith, they, they used to teach a class at SVA, and they used to always end the class saying, shoot what you love, you know, and it's kind of like a you know, oversimplification, but, <laughs> yeah. but I, think it's, I think it doesn't even need to be more complex than that. Like, yeah. I think that shoot what you love, yes, but I would add to that, I would say kind of, you have to be in anything just relentless at it like you like Mm -hmm. i think that um you will always the person who is trying to keep you from doing something like will never fight as hard as you will in trying to do that thing like do you know what i mean because they got shit of their own to worry about so are they gonna like uh, like on a certain level it's sort of it becomes a battle of attrition and sort of like just keep don't give up you know like if it's something that you love, like just don't give up at it and it'll happen Mm -hmm. and it might take decades, but it's kind of like if it's worth it to you, then it'll happen. And I think that that's, I see it all over the place. It's sort of like they're really good photographers that just didn't keep up with it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, fuck man, like that's a shame, you know, or photographer or anybody, you know, like it's just, just got to keep on like literally like I don't know if, I don't know why this just came to my head but finding Nemo you know when Dory like just keep swimming just yeah. keep swimming for, yeah that for real yeah just saddle up and fucking yeah just get just on the ride it. yeah just, just keep on doing it and you know? uh yeah man that's that's good advice and I guess this is my last question mm-hmm. is like uh do you kind of have any goals for your photography moving forward or anything you're looking to pursue or kind of something you're hoping to work on in the future that's an interesting question. It's hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's a hard one. I mean, you know, right now you caught me at a at a place where I'm I'm very very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm I realize how lucky I am to be shooting for as long as I have. Um, I just I, you know, I want another 17 years, man. <laughs> uh, Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's sort of what I want. You know, and I and I want it to be. I think that, you know, sometimes people come up with like five-year plans or 10-year plans or what's your dream shoot or something like that. Yeah. I don't really think like that. Like I wanted to, the part of the fun is like that it's not scripted, Yeah. you know? I just, I really want, I want another 17 years or more and I want to, um, I don't know, I just want to keep on doing this, man. Hell yeah, yeah. man. I like it, man. Just yeah. keep on shooting and see where things goes because you never know with where, with photography who's gonna your next phone call what never it's, know. Gonna, what it's never gonna know. be you never but, know hell yeah but anyways kareem man i just want to thank you so much for taking the time it was a real pleasure getting yeah to, man getting to talk to you of like, course like i said i've been uh, following your work for years and um but i guess for people listening where's the best place to check out your work oh uh, uh the website is kareemblack.com k-a-r-e-e-m-b-l-a-c-k.com right. and um 
the Instagram is at Kareem Black. Everything's basically at Kareem Black. So, yeah, man, check me out. Give me a follow. Hell yeah. Thanks, Kareem. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. So there you have it. That was the Kareem Black interview. I want to thank Kareem so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. It was a real pleasure getting to speak with him about all his work and experience. I've been looking at Kareem's work for over 10 years now, so it was a real pleasure for me uh, getting a chance to speak with him. I hope you guys enjoyed it too. And uh, definitely go check out Kareem's website at kareemblack.com as well as his Instagram at kareemblack. And going forward, just want to let you know I'll be having weekly podcasts every Monday on iTunes, SoundCloud, as well as on my website, alexgagnephoto.com, and on my Instagram, at alexgagnephoto. Thanks so much for listening. Take care.